What is up, guys? It is Hot Take Without the Hot Take here, and Yo, welcome back. You welcome know. back. Welcome back to another episode of Junior Senior Two Years. I'll start. Yep. Does it feel like a weight off the shoulders as the Mets finally clinch a playoff berth? Yes, it does. Um, my last memory of the Mets going deep in the playoffs was the World Series uh-huh. in 2015, and in 2015, yeah. Um, they went deep to the World yep, Series. And they made the playoffs and next year. They blew three straight ninth, ninth inning saves. Correct. Um, and then the next year, they spent all of three hours and eleven minutes in the postseason. Yep. Which, ironically and bitterly, bitterly ironically, is the same time they fired Willie Randolph back in the day at three eleven in the morning. Mm-hmm. The just just the wonders of the coupons. But they finally did it. Um, if this team didn't make the playoffs, I would have rioted because, like, the amount of talent and the amount of money they soaked into this lineup and this this core is just unbelievable. And they had to do it. They had to do it. They've got the second highest payroll in payroll in all of baseball, mm. or just behind the Dodgers. Yeah, they've and they had to do it. They had to make the playoffs. Uh, so it's not surprising. The strength of their schedule was. Rather low. They whooped up on the A's just the other day. They, they swept the Pirates. These are teams they had to beat. Well, they lost to the A's today. They did, but they're not going to win every game. But they've, for the most part, been winning. And Atlanta's still fallen behind. Atlanta's clinched the playoff berth. It's one and a half games lead. I know, just right for, now, to win the, the division itself. Yes. Fair enough. Um, yeah, I agree. They had to, you know, by all accounts, they weren't going to have a collapse. I think there was a little bit of worry there. The Mets only go as far in the playoffs as they can go based on DeGrom and Scherzer. Yes. Those guys, those are the one-two in a short series. You can feel pretty confident. But then you're going into the... In a seven-game series... Of course. You're going into the back end of the starting rotation. Of course. If Walker gets back healthy, of Bassett... Course. Ba- look, Bassett's been sharp. So, I mean, you could say DeGrom... Scherzer, Bassett, maybe Walker, and then the bullpen, maybe Peterson. Then, then I don't the know what the bullpen looks the like. The bullpen outside of Diaz has been kind of spotty. It's, it's touch and go. I mean, Trevor Mays, like up and down. Ottavino, McGill. Like that's to be expected. Your, your relief's never going to be consistent all the time. You go with who's hot. Well, you need at least someone who's a reliable reliever coming out of the bullpen. Of course, but I think at this point, the Mets making the playoffs was the important thing. As for the lineup. So. Uh, Lindora is he's found his mojo at the plate again. Yeah. Uh, Pete Alonso. As for Pete Alonso and Jeff McNeil. Yeah. Uh, the the hitters they brought from the A's. Um, Marte, Canna uh, have been yeah. excellent. Yeah. Um, the lineup has been fantastic. Dan Vogelbach was a great buy. Yeah. He he crushes lefty pitches. Uh, rough hit and crushes righties. I think they've got a good lineup they can roll out into the playoffs. Whether that's straight to the NLDS or going through the wild card game is still to be determined. Next. Yeah. Thoughts on Robert Sava looking to sell the Suns and the Mercury? Well, I mean, this was this was inevitable, wasn't it? Yeah. It was inevitable in the fact that there was enough groundswell, enough noise being made and, and slowly becoming more of an issue... That even and look, this is also a reflection on Adam Silver's maybe lack of action or proactivity as the commissioner to really raise this up and say this is what I'm going to do. So ultimately, well, it's a sell. I think 
to me, this has been bubbling for the past decade. Mm-hmm. Sava, in the NBA community, he's never been a loved owner whatsoever by anybody. It, there's even allegations made by the ever-venerable Tim Donaghy that they rigged... Oh, they the last person that, to make yeah, that, The last person should be talking about yeah, anything. That's why I said venerable. Guys in jail, um, for they, that they The refs rigged a series... The Spurs and the Suns in 2007 because one the head ref did not like Sava. Mm. And it's pretty clear to see why. He's a cheap owner. He's said a lot of horrible stuff. He's created a toxic workplace for minorities um, and people of color in a basketball workplace. And women. And women as well. Yeah. So it's been, it's been really rough sledding. And he... Like, you can't, you have to remember, the Suns up until recently were a repetitive car crash because he did not want to chink down the capital to spend on this team. Mm -hmm. They were horrible. Yeah. Absolutely awful after the Nash, the Nash era ended. There were some very, they were terrible. Quiet years. Yes. They were awful. Very bad years. So, um, because this team was his cash cow. As with the Mercury and with all the the, the drama that's been their season, yeah. uh, in in locker room disputes, Brittany Griner um, barely somehow making the playoffs uh, because Skylar Diggins Split was playing out of her mind, yeah. um, and they got swept in the first round, obviously, because no no team can go through all of that and go on a deep playoff run, yeah. none. So, so yeah, it, I, I, I think it's time for him to go. I I don't think he deserves the three billion. But take your money and go. Yeah, I, I, it's one of those situations. Again, this is this kind of is a situation that Adam Silver didn't want to weigh in on, and in a lot of ways, he was fortunate not to have to weigh in on because there was enough, you know, over I guess unanimous support for Dar- Robert Sarver to just walk away. I, I love how you almost said Donald Sterling. Oh, I didn't say Donald Sterling, but you I was almost did. not really. But but I think that again, this is something that we didn't hear from Commissioner. Silver to step up and say this is what we're going to do. I think this sits with um, the late Stern as well. Yeah. Because he was around when Sava got introduced to this franchise. Of course. And Stern has had a checkered past with dealing with horrible owners, i.e. Donald Sterling. Okay. So moving on. Yeah. How much of an impact will the suspension of Ime Odoko affect the Celtics? This was a shock, to say the least. Um... It's going to be massive. I think I don't, the Celtics locker room has always been a curious case. I said, even at the start of last season, their locker room was having some problems before Udoka had these guys locked in mm-hmm. and they went to the finals. I feel like um, I feel like he gets fired with all the stuff that's surrounding him, whether the whole thing was consensual or not. I think he goes because there's just too much. This is a PR nightmare for the Celtics and how they've handled it and the, how the media's reported on it has been quite quite frankly disgusting. But um, that's besides the point. I think the Celtics go back to their 2021 form and fall to the sixth seed because this locker room is so um, fragile and it's so temperamental that one or two things... They're going to promote from within, which I don't think is a bad idea. But, like... This locker room is so temperamental, and Yudoka was that calming presence. With him gone, I don't know what happens with this team. Okay, so 
I suppose the issue here is, and we, I, neither one of us know anything more than the next person as far as what the details are surrounding who, what, when, where, how, why. It's just the fact that now um, he's going to be suspended for a year. I don't think I don't think that makes sense because you come back to a situation after being away for a year, going, "Hey guys, what did I miss?" Yeah. Um, like how you can't go back into the locker room and gain the respect of, of the players. Of course after not. After that, this was a but this was a selfish thing to do, in my opinion. I felt as though you know you your first year coach, you had so much success with the Celtics. You know, Brad Stevens looked like a genius because look, he's part of management now. He's the one you know pulling the strings. So the big question is, is they're going to have an assistant, I guess, be interim coach. But if you're Brad Stevens, you kind of think like, well, I kind of already done the job. Maybe I go back and caretake it and do, I don't know. It's not impossible. Yeah, but he can't. We've seen in the past, he cannot manage that locker room. We've seen that in the past. He can't manage that locker room. I'm sorry. Brad Stevens is a good coach, but he can't manage that locker room. You need to get a calming presence in there. And Brad Stevens is not that. We'll wait and see. Okay, next question. You have that one. Uh, thoughts on the NBA looking to scrap the one and done rule for draftees by the twenty twenty four NBA draft? Let me answer that. I look. I to start with, I think it it there's going to be a couple things that comes out of this, right? So this is going to be a flow on effect, in my opinion. It's going to affect the big teams, your Dukes, your Kentuckys, your UNCs, because these are the kids who show up at the McDonald's, you know, all the McDonald's high school tournament American, to yeah. show off and say this is who I'm committing to. Now, if I don't have to do that and go to school, then I can have to commit to anything. I go straight to the NBA. I think it's also going to create a backlog for the G League because a lot of these kids are going to come out thinking, I can do this. Don't I can get go drafted. Straight to the G League. Don't get drafted, though. No, they're going to go for the NBA. Don't get drafted and end up in the G League. So I think it's going to create. Well, the G League go- yeah. Ignite is an option that a lot of big time recruits have been put. Have been if they don't get drafted. No, 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 no. Prospects have been going okay. straight from well, that's gonna to create, G League It's going to create a backlog. Like, look at Jalen Green. Yeah. He, he went to G League Ignite. Okay, yeah. Dyson Daniels went to G League Ignite. Yeah, okay. There have been more and more players going to G League Ignite because that is a is a well-run program mm-hmm. that for prospects coming through. Yeah, but you're not going to find... I mean, I think you're not... I think what it says is you're not going to find, you know, that... You're not going to find the... Co- you, know, you may find a Kobe Bryant. You may find... You know, players like that who didn't go to go to college at all jump straight in the NBA and be successful. I'm not well, sure if that's they already had this plan from a while back. Yeah, um, because of the prospect known as Imani Bates, who was in high school, but he re- he reclassified, uh, with, and he's had some troubles around him. I don't think he should have reclassified, yeah. but he did. Okay. Um, I think that was why the NBA wanted to push that through because Imani Bates looked like a a beast in high school. Yeah. So. Um, I think it will be good because I think more and more prospects are looking at the w, the NCAA and saying this is an organization that's pretty corrupt mm-hmm. and like it's a, it's an open secret. Everyone knows that NCAA is corrupt. It's not a good organization. It's not a well-run organization. I mean, until recently, prospects couldn't get endorsements or of couldn't course, sell off it, their their licenses. But like anything else, like with college football, the same thing applies. It's it's you're not there to get paid. You're there to do the school. So I think this does affect. I think there will be a, a, a knock on effect for the big schools, for the big schools like the Dukes, the Kentuckys. You know, that's what they've gotten success off. Having a kid play for even one year and then leave is better than not well, at have, all. They have a league program. So a lot already. of them might not be wanting. They to have elite programs already. I think they just need to tweak their pitch pitches a little bit. Don't if 
they can convince high-level prospects to say, look, we know you want to go straight to the league, but give us a year at least. Okay. Give us a year, and we can give you the best development we can. We can give you the best best education. Mm-hmm. We can give you the best and best coaching because they can afford that, yeah. and we'll give you the best facilities to thrive. Okay. Well, we'll see how that all pans out. Okay, next question. Now you like this one. Are the 49ers looking smart now? For keeping Jimmy G, because we talked and about this. They are. We did. And they you are. said it was a great move. I think, smart move. Oh yeah. It was uh, I knew I didn't I, agree with it. No. I think <laughs> I think they look like geniuses, especially with Trey Lance's injury. I think the restructuring of the contract was a great move. It freed up space. And you keep your guy. That's led you to multiple NFC championship games and the Super Bowl, mind you. Uh, the Super Bowl. Not a Super Bowl win, but a Super Bowl like, appearance. Like, and Trey Lance, he got injured. Not and, his fault. And he didn't seem ready. He just doesn't seem ready to me. Like, I think you put him in the incubator. You let him heal up. Jimmy G is a serviceable quarterback. He's a good quarterback. And, I, I yes, he makes bad decisions. Oh, he yes, does. he makes bad reads. Oh, yeah. But he's got a good offensive line. Well... Sort an above average offensive line. When you've got Trent Williams on your line, it's going to be a decent offensive line. You've got weapons. You've got uh, you've got like George Kittle. You've got like Debo Samuel. Okay, so and you've got a defense. There's no reason. So you can can say you you can say you were right. I don't think that anyone could have planned for you know Trey Lance suffering a season no injury no one could have no one could have but, but at I the think same time you couldn't help but think when it was going to be they needed a, when some, was the they needed coming. some type of contingency plan but when they the, didn't have anybody else behind Lance uh, or Jimmy of course other than Nick Mullins yeah yeah but when when was the hook coming that's the question was when was the hook coming so the issue is whether or not Trey Lance suffered an injury would have been the harder decision for you know, Shanahan to go is okay. Right now, I got to make a move. See, that's if the we're, problem. If we're at this point and we're this bad now, because there's not much time now. You know, teams in the West, one of the toughest divisions to play in, you have to make moves now, and you got to win your games in in, in your division. That's why I said keep him. All right, you need at least a. You were right. Caliber. I was wrong. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Next question. Here, give me that one. Should the Steelers ditch Mitch going forward? Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, I. This is another quarterback that's close to your heart, of course. It's Mitchell Trubisky. I've defended Mitchell Trubisky. I watched the game on Thursday. So for tying it in Thursday at night football against the Browns, it wasn't Mitchell Trubisky's entire fault. Because I think... this. Let me, let me, I'll say my piece and you say yours. The offensive line for the Steelers was porous. Porous. They weren't giving him much time to get rid of that ball. And when he did, some receivers dropped the ball. A lot of times his passes weren't 100% accurate. But if you're Mike Tomlin looking at the schedule, you're not going to rush Kenny Pickett out there. I know Steeler fans want that because he's a local. Play the pit, bring him out there, do it. But what happens if you bring him out too soon and you got defenses with that offensive line, he's going to get destroyed. So I, I, I think it may happen, much to your satisfaction. I don't think it's going to happen yet. I think it's going to happen okay. later on in the Let season. Let me lay my cards on the table. Yeah, yes, the offensive line. The, yes, the offensive line was bad. And also, I'll throw another caveat in there. Matt Canada is a horrible, 
horrible offensive coordinator. He cannot coordinate for Jack. However, Mitch was bad. Mitch was bad. He was real bad. And the only reason he didn't—he wasn't completely awful and he wasn't hooked for Kenny was George Pickens. Okay. He was absolutely stunning that game. Okay. He was unbelievable. So, you if you're Tom and you're looking at this team, is it going to be one that takes you to the playoffs? If TJ Watt gets back, maybe. But he's out for another another 5 weeks. Of course. So, he and he doesn't need surgery, luckily. So well, it's not the defense, and the defense didn't do great either. Defense gave up yeah, because with without TJ Watt, they had no pass rush. Okay, so that was, so, it was, it was bad all around. No, but you're no, looking yeah. at you're looking at this offense. The offensive line is bad. Uh, yes, correct. They've got a lot of young raw pieces that need a lot of development. Not good enough, and it's not good. No, but Mitch wasn't doing himself <laughs> any favors. He's. If, this is your design. You if he love went, this. okay, you I'll, love this. I'll give him a bit of credit. If he, <laughs> uh, the Bears ruined him. If he went to a team in the late first round, I think he would be a good starting quarterback okay. in this league. But he went way too high. So you believe the starting his starting record, still above five hundred. By the way, as a starter, is all just smoke and mirrors. Yeah, okay. I've always thought that. Okay. Yeah. All right. Yeah. I'm not going to argue anymore. I think Mitchell Trubisky will eventually get replaced. And I would say not until the week they play the Jets. Yeah. Maybe Kenny Pickett shows up then. All right. Your next question. Go ahead. Current winless teams that are surprising. Aren't surprising. Undefeated teams aren't, that aren't that aren't surprising. Aren't surprising. Well, we know this. Mm-hmm. We know that the Bills are up there and the Chiefs. My two teams that I would have as undefeated and aren't surprising me at all. Yeah. And I would say the reason is very clear. The Bills looked redonkulously sharp the other night. You mean winless? No, winless. No, I'm talking about I'm talking about undefeated teams. Oh, undefeated teams. Okay. Yeah. So undefeated right now teams. the Bills, they're sharp. Well, I expected them to they, be. They good were this clinical season. against the Titans. They destroyed them. Well, dismantled I, them. I expect, and I believe this week they will still remain undefeated. I expected them because to Because they they go into Miami. They don't that's like they're playing at home anyway. But I expected them to come out the gates hot. Of course. Um, Josh Allen is playing like a man possessed. Yeah. They've got a really well-balanced team with mm-hmm. a lot of pieces they can go to mm-hmm. and rely on. Yep. They're really well-coached. Yep. Um, I think they have a shot at the Super Bowl this year. Everybody's um, saying it. The no Chiefs, pressure. The Chiefs, I still expected them to be good, even with the loss of Tyreek Hill, mm-hmm. because they've still got a good receiving core. Yes. McCall Hartman is good. Yep. Juju Smith-Schuster is good. Yep. The rookies they brought in on the defensive end, like... Um, it's a bend-don't-break like, defense. Like, it's Trent, like a Trent McDuffie, yep. like a George Karloftis have yep. been yep. looking good as first-round picks. Okay. Can I throw another team in there? Mm-hmm. The Eagles. Because they looked good. Oh, they yeah. dismantled the... They, they destroyed the Vikings. And oh, they got yeah. everything going. Oh, yeah. They got everything going right now. And the, the Eagles look... And Jalen Hurts is playing like he's got a chip on his shoulder. The, the Eagles... It's like, you know, he's heard enough murmurs about him. He's heard enough criticism. I think there's a legit possibility the Eagles win the NFC East. It's their, it's their division to lose. Like, they... It's their division to lose. Like, you look at the pieces on this team. Jalen Hurts has a fantastic offensive line to run behind. Of course. Filled with veterans and the best Australian to ever play in the NFL in in Jordan Mailata. Mm -hmm. He's got weapons galore in the receiving department. 
AJ AJ Brown, Devontae Smith, Smith. Throw anywhere you want. And he's got one of the most underrated running backs in the league in Miles Sanders. Yeah, yeah. And he's got a fantastic defense. Darius Slay locked up Justin Jefferson that night. Absolutely locked him up. Okay. Um, Let's think about undefeated teams that are currently surprising. Yeah. So, for me, obviously, for us, it's the Giants. That's a surprise. Yeah, that's I didn't expect, a, I didn't well, they've had a bad. They've had they've had an easy schedule so far. And look, they should have. They, they could have lost against Tennessee. They they, they were supposed they to win. They were supposed to win. That said more about Carolina. Tennessee than it did course, about but the Giants. They are doing it in a way that is measured. Like, Dable They're, is doing good work. Wink Martindale is their defensive coordinator. He's mm-hmm. got them playing smart. They're not making big mistakes. They're getting some takeaways. I think it comes to an end this week. Yeah, it definitely definitely does. I think it comes to an end this week. Dable is doing good work. He's doing very good work for this team. He's instilling a culture. They finally got a line for Saquon to run behind. Yes. And with the two-headed monster of Evan Neal and Andrew Thomas. Yep. Um... I think this team, it's showing some foundations, but they are nowhere near oh, ready no, 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 yet. Look, I mean, I think the fact that they can have a smile on their face and kind of forget that last season ever happened in the season before with Joe Judge is a start. Um, think about the current, I guess, winless teams that are surprising. Mm-hmm. The Bengals come to mind for me. They are, yeah, that's surprising. I, I, I just thought at least they would win the first. The, game the thing that's most surprising to me about the Bengals, they've invested a <laughs> so lot, much money. a lot of money yeah. into fixing the offensive line, and they're still Not having issues. Out. Well, There's, Joe Burrow's been sacked thirteen times yeah, in two they're games. They're still having that's issues ridiculous. on the line, and that's leading to a lot of problems. He can't get the ball out to Jamar Chase yep. or Tyler Boyd or anybody. Yep. Other one for me is the Titans. I would have thought Titans would have been at least one and one. I didn't. I didn't. I was not. And everything looks on, flat for them. I mean, I was, if Derrick Henry's not getting a hundred yards. I was Derrick's not. Uh, I was not high on the Titans when, as soon as they traded AJ Brown uh, yep. on the draft. Yep. I was like, yeah, they're going to struggle. Yep. Because you're going to have to put a lot more carries onto Derrick Henry, and he's been he he he's due for a regression soon. Yep. Um. You're going to be putting a lot of trust into Traylon Burks to develop immediately, mm-hmm. which is unlikely because he's a very raw prospect. You're going to be putting a lot of trust into an aging defense, which is still good. Yep. You've got some young pieces there, but a lot of pieces in the pass rush are aging. Okay. Another 0-2 team surprising the Colts, for sure. For they, sure. They I, I, honestly, for sure. Ballard. And Reich are feeling their seats get hot. Well, I mean, really, I mean, you got Matt Ryan, but now you obviously got Matt Ryan too off, late. Too late because it looks like Matt Ryan's having trouble to even get the ball out to the right people because he's throwing through three interceptions last week. Yeah, so he's you know, cooked. So I mean, I'm sorry, yeah. Matt Ryan is cooked. Maybe it's the number two because remember Carson Carson Wentz wore number two last year, no. but he had better numbers than than Matt Ryan. Well, we'll see what the end of the season looks like if Matt Ryan's still a starter, but Carson Wentz threw 27 touchdowns. He's, so. Matt Ryan is cooked. Right. I'm sorry. Like, this this Colts team is so frustrating because the amount of talent that they have, they've got a good offensive line, yep. a really good defense, yep. a good receiving core, and one of the best running backs in the league, and they're not even managing to get a win at the start of the season. I think it's just, I think it's outright pathetic. Okay. It's just it's not good. Yeah. So at the all. team that I think would need to prove himself this week, and we talk, I talked about earlier, would be the Dolphins. 
Yes. Because the 2-0, it looks like it's... People you know, are it looks like, you know, Mike McDaniels... Well, not McDaniels. Is it Mike, Mike McDaniel. McDaniel, yeah. right. Is, you know, sort of, you know, the guy who's kind of, you know, leading this team in a different direction. He's young. He looks like he's 12. <laughs> and I don't know. It looks like the team's kind of working out. Tua looks good. Well, like... But, you know, is, the, the litmus test is this weekend. They have to defend home and against see against the, the Bills. Bills. I don't this think, is what you know. I don't think they're going to do it, but I think they'll put up a good fight. And the because others, yeah. I'm high on Tua, as, unlike you? unlike certain other. That's a lefty quarterback thing for me. I don't know. Unlike certain other <laughs> sports talking heads, I'm looking at you, Colin Coward. But just he can't I, hear us. I love me, he's not the, listening. I love the pieces that they have. Uh-huh. Tua's throwing the ball with a lot well, more got, confidence well, this season. He's got well, that helps targets. when you ha- helps when you have Tyree Kill and Jalen Waddle. That definitely helps. But the offensive line looks improved. Teron Armstead's been good, okay, and he's been crucial yeah. to that offensive line. Yeah. Their defense looks better. No, I mean you have one of the best corners in the league in Xavier Howard. All right. Sorry, to drop one honorable mention for zero and two. Las Vegas Raiders. Did you expect them to be zero and two? That's and interesting two. too. That's surprising. I'm looking at one. They, gu- they totally cracked the bed the other day. I'm looking at one guy, and I you, you know exactly who that is. Josh McDaniels. <laughs> the new Matt Nagy arrives. No, he's just... I, when will teams realize that he's not a good head coach? He's a good offensive mind. And a and good coordinator. And he's a good coordinator. But that's it. But he cannot delegate for his life. He's not a good head coach. He can't inspire guys. He's not the snake he was... In Denver, mm-hmm. he's a lot calmer. He wasn't a snake. He was just yes, he was. Top. He was a snake. He was a little over the top. He was a snake. He was a over the top. He was a snake in Denver. Okay. Everybody knew it. But I think he—he's not a good head coach. I don't know when the league is going to realize that he's not a good head coach. All right, next. Let's move on. Yep. Uh, which record means more? Albert Pujols, 700 home runs, or Aaron Judge, 61 home runs. One has been achieved. One still has yet to be achieved. So we know Albert Pujols hit his home run last night, ironically, against the team he played for last sort of the end of last season, which was yep, the Dodgers. The Dodgers. Uh, look, I, and I yeah. feel bad for Phil Bickford because <laughs> you're, you're now in the record books. He's going to be that one tri- the answer to one that one trivia yeah. question. Who gave up the seventh under home run? Yeah. That was Phil Bickford. It's just going to be like um, Mike Montgomery and... Mike Montgomery in the 2016 World Series. Yes. That, um, or Steve Traxel will give the home run to Mark McGuire to ooh. do the, uh, well, is it still considered asterisk. a record? Is it still big, asterisk? Big, big, big asterisk. I would still say that Aaron Judge has time to reach that. There's games left. There's about, what, He'll 15, get it. He'll 15 get games it. left? He'll I don't think he's going to get to Mark McGuire's number, but he could vanquish Sammy Sosa if he got 63 at least because Sammy Sosa had 63 a couple years before he was challenging. Well, McGuire. he'll get he'll get sixty one. Yeah, he'll beat Babe Ruth. But I think it matters because it's a Yankee doing that. So oh, yeah. I, th- I I still say that Albert Pujols's seven hundred was well, something. All you need, but to, now he can retire. All you need to know is, all you need to know is there are only two players in the entire MLB history who have hit three thousand three thousand. Yep. and hit seven hundred home runs. Yeah, that is Hank Aaron. And Albert Pujols. Okay. That's it. That's the list. That's That's all you need to know. He's going to be in Cooperstown. We're going to see him there. Okay. So a couple of congratulations. Congratulations to Jacob DeGrom, who has 
the lowest EA over ERA over 40 starts. So let me just pull up this little tidbit of information. Well, that's Jacob DeGrom for you. Well, of course, it's Jacob. I mean, it's, it's Jacob DeGrom. So he's, the, again, as we talked about it before, he needs to be. So 40 straight starts with an ERA with three earned runs or less. Yeah. He's allowed. He that's gets, just domination. He, he got shelled today. But he's been great this season since coming back from injury. And you can't you can't win yeah. them all, can you? Okay, yeah, then we need him. Yep. So NHL retirements. We have first Zdeno Chara. Zdeno Chara, Chara, one of the best defensemen of defensive defensemen. Six five? Of, is he? Huge. He's like six eight. Oh my god! He's, he's massive. Tower for especially for an NHL but player. He played to forty five, so yeah. maybe that's telling he's Tom a, Brady something. He was Stop. Fantastic player. Won the cup with with Boston in two thousand eleven. Just a shutdown defenseman. Part of their blue line was yep. their anchor yep. for so long. P.K. Subban's the other um, P.K. Subban yep. was fantastic with Montreal. One of, in my opinion, the best offensive defenseman we've we saw in the 2010s. Yep. so electric. Mm-hmm. One of, even when he started declining, he was so valuable as a power play quarterback. Mm. Um, and even like he was incredible. So. And especially watching him play, like at, even as a um, a black kid, like watching him play, you didn't see a lot of black players in the NHL. There still aren't many, right and there still there. aren't many. <laughs> and he had to not go, too many ice rings. And in he, the had, he had to go through some stuff. All right, and he he was great. He and, was fantastic. And lastly, twenty one years ago, around this time, Tom Brady came in for an injured blue Drew Bledsoe. Big ups to Mo Lewis, linebacker of the Jets, who caused that injury to Drew Bledsoe, and Drew Bledsoe never got his job back with the Patriots. Remember, Drew Bledsoe was the first overall pick. Well, years ago, and and then this Brady guy showed up, and that was it. Game over. Tom Brady didn't let go of that job. The fact that, that was it. The fact that Brady Tuck Rule and all. The, the fact that Tuck Rule. The fact that Drew Bledsoe lost his job to the last pick in the draft mm-hmm. is just. It's kind of stunning. It's opportunity. Yeah. If he didn't get injured, maybe Tom Brady and, never plays. And Brady came out the gates on fire and never declined. Well. Never not once. Okay. So I think that's the end of our show. Yeah, that's the end of our show. If you come from TikTok, welcome. welcome. We do this thing once a week. Next week, uh, maybe we'll have a bit more clarity on how the MLB playoff push is looking. It's going to get close. Uh, another weekend of NFL mm-hmm. coming our way. We got week three finishing up. More NBA offseason to come. Yep. Until then, we will see you guys next time. Adios.